0: You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's great help in Ramaphish Shemesh Israel 5769 2009. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayigash. At the beginning of this Parsha, so we have the unbelievable, the colossal interaction between Yehuda and Yosef. Yosef has said that he's going to take Benjamin, he's going to take Benjamin to be his slave. Because this goblet, this special goblet that he, he would use to be able to see into the future, to understand things with magic, that had been stolen by Benjamin, had been found in his sack. And Yehuda gets up and he says, No, don't take Benjamin, don't take Benjamin, take me instead. And he gives a whole speech saying that you can't take Benjamin because if you take him, so I promised my father that I would bring him back. If you take him, my father, heaven forbid, will pass away and this impassioned plea that Yehuda, from the depths of his being, he says to Yosef and finally Yosef, he's been waiting to see if his brothers had indeed done tshuva if they were ready to stand up for each other, the Maforshim say, the commentators explain he was waiting to see if they would indeed stand up and when Yosef saw this impassioned plea, this unbelievable uh, self-sacrifice of Yehuda ready to stand up for Binyamin, ready to take his place Yosef broke down, he was crying, he screamed, he cried out, and he reveals himself to his brothers. Colossal event, unbelievable event. I'd like to focus in on the character of Yehuda, on this human being named Yehuda, named Judah what he represents, what's his essence how did he have the ability, how did he have the fortitude to be able to stand up to a Yosef to, he didn't know it was Yosef yet, to this Egyptian ruler who wants to take away his brother where did he find it within himself? Yehuda, if we go back to the root of who was Yehuda Yehuda, when Leah, his mother called him the name Yehuda she said, hapam oydes Hashem this goes back to Parshas Vayetze she said, at this time I will thank God Yehuda at his essence was a gratefulness, was a thankfulness, and the word haidah, to thank, what does that word mean? It means that I recognize that something that I have is not from me, I'm admitting. The word haidah means to thank, it also means to admit, because I admit that what I have is not from me. It's completely from outside of me, Leah was saying, what I got what I received was from Hashem that was at Yehuda's inception at the very beginning of Yehuda's life he was named his essence is the ability to admit to show that everything that he has is from God that was what gave him the strength in the story of Yehuda and Tamar when Tamar came out and she was pregnant she was three months pregnant she wasn't permitted to be married to anyone and she wouldn't say who who had impregnated her but nevertheless so she sent the signs that said this is the person who preg- impregnated me, these are his. And Yehuda saw it, and he was the only one who knew. And he had the ability to be moida, to admit. Es Hashem. He had the ability to say, he had the ability to lower himself and say, It's not all me. What I have is not all me. He could admit it, and he could lower himself even in a place of tremendous embarrassment. That was Yehuda, that was him at his essence. That was what gave him the power, the ability to admit, to lower oneself. That's what gave him that ability to stand up to a Yosef. How is that? Because if we look at it, we try to understand just on the on the superficial level, simple pshat, simple understanding of what's going on in the verses. How does Yehuda have the fortitude to be able to stand up to a Yosef? And the answer is simple. It's because he said to Yaakov, he guaranteed, Binyamin, he guaranteed to his father, he said, Anechi arvenu miyadi I will guarantee him. You will be able to request from me, from my hand, you're going to have this son, your Binyamin, your beloved Binyamin, Jacob, Yaakov, Avinu, your beloved Binyamin, I guarantee him. How did he have the ability to guarantee? And why did Yaakov trust the Yehuda? How could he trust his guarantee and the answer was because in his guarantee was his spotless was a nullification of himself he was saying let's go back to the verses over there it's Micah chapter forty three verse nine it says I will guarantee him from my hand will you be able to request him if I do not bring him in front of you present him to you I will sin to you for all of the days what is the root of his believability of Yaakov being able to accept it he says he has the ability to admit because think about it: if somebody is going to give you a guarantee but you don't trust this guy because you don't know if he'll ever admit to his fault if he did something wrong you, you can't trust his guarantee what is Yehuda's power Yehuda's power is in his power of heidah, in his power of admitting I have nothing for myself everything that I have is from God that's why he was believed by his father. Very interestingly, I was thinking, perhaps we could explain that Yehuda he was the great-grandfather of David. I believe I've mentioned before that David, what, what was the concept of David? David was the king, he was the melech, he was the concept of malchus. In Klai Israel, the Jewish people, what does malchus mean? Kingship? Kingship doesn't mean, as we think of it, this royal grandeur. That's not what kingship is. Malchus in Klai Israel is less klum he has nothing of his own. He is just a reflection of Hashem in a certain sense Malchus means the, the, the moon represents the Malchus of base David David Melech Yisrael Chai we say that when we bench when we say the blessing on the new moon we say David Melech Yisrael Chai the king David is living he's alive what does that mean why do we refer to it that way because the moon has no light of its own the moon the, all the light that it has is a reflection of the sun so to a Melech of Klal a proper Melech David HaMelech King David He was a complete reflection of Hashem in the world. You looked at David HaMelech, you saw godliness in this world. He had nothing of his own. He completely nullified his own ego. He had nothing. All you saw was a reflection of godliness of Hashem in a certain sense. That's why David HaMelech, His name is David. David is Dalid dalid What is Dalid? The letter Dal. What does it represent? It re- represents Dalus, meaning, uh, in a certain sense, poverty. Poverty here doesn't mean that he has no money, but it means that he has nothing of his own. He ha- doesn't claim anything of his own. David is Dalus v'Dalus. He is. He has nothing on his own, and that is amazingly in, Ye- in the name of Yehuda. I know. I noticed his name is Yehuda. Is Yud K Vav it's the name of Hashem and there's one extra letter there's Dalet the letter Dalet it's the same exact letter Dalet that shows that he has nothing of his own Yehuda he has Hashem when you look at Yehuda again all you see is a reflection just like his great great grandson David And Yehuda also all you saw was a reflection of Hashem because he was at his essence Hapam es Hashem. I will thank Hashem I will admit to Hashem he never took anything on his own he had the ability to admit when he did something wrong he also had the ability to get up and say with all sincerity to a Yosef we admit we, there's nothing that we can say there's nothing that we can he didn't get up and, and, and start fighting he didn't get up with a sword and say I'm going to thrust you through Yosef at least on the surface level there are commentators who say that but on the surface level what the Torah says the simple pshat he didn't get up and say I'm going to kill you if you take Binyamin no he said you are right There is no excuse. There is no explanation. Binyamin should be your slave. But don't do it. He had the ability to admit. And because he could admit, that's why his words could be heard. That's why a Yosef, or in his eyes, uh, an evil despot, an evil ruler, uh, an evil Egyptian, man who wants to take away his brother for who knows why... That's how he would have the ability to listen because I can admit that was Yehuda's power. And that's why Yaakov was willing to accept his guarantee. And because of the power of that guarantee, Yehuda had the fortitude to be able to stand up again to a Yosef. Because of Yehuda, so because of his previous hoidah, because of his previous ability to admit that nothing was on his own, nothing was from him, because of that previous ability, it built on itself. It was constantly building. Yehuda was always showing more and more that he has nothing at his essence. He's completely nothing. That's what gave him the power to be able to stand up and say to Yosef, We have we have nothing to say. No, I'd like to switch gears a little bit. We're gonna come back to Yehuda. I want to switch gears a little bit to talk a little bit about what's going on in the land of Israel right now. I'm living here in Eretz in the land of Israel, and I have very mixed emotions this week. This past Shabbos was when this whole war with Gaza, with Hamas, began. This past Shabbos was also the Shabbos right before my sister's, Bar Hashem, she just got married on Monday night. So on Shabbos we went from an Ofra, from a, a very joyous occasion of my my sister about to get married to a, to a monday night my sister is getting married and sheva Brachas you know the part the seven days of of the parties that we have for her and at the same time we have this mixed emotion this mixed feeling because we're here you know i have a, I have my cousins who live in netziv on in the land of israel also and i have one cousin who lives in ofakim which is a place that's being you know, they're sending katushas they're sending rockets into ofakim and so they have they've been in jerusalem for the past week they haven't gone back to their home because they're afraid to go back at this time and and, and we're, you know, I'm, I'm living here firsthand, living through what's going on, and I'm hearing stories about a, a family in, I think it was Ashdod or Ashkelon, that they got married this past week, but they could only have a small gathering for their family, they weren't allowed, it was illegal to have any kind of major gathering, so they got married, they had a small wedding just with their family. And, you know, we're living through these times, we're living through difficult situations for Kala for the Jewish people, and, you know... Uh, even living in Ramat Beit Shemesh, in a certain sense, it's it's a little bit distant. There aren't at this moment, Baruch Hashem, there are no kaddishos falling on on Beit Shemesh, and uh, it's a little bit distant. It's far, hard to feel it. And certainly, if you're in Europe, or you're in America, in a place, you know, okay, you see the videos, maybe you see what's going on on the, on the television. You see, you know, you can you can find stuff on the internet, but but it's still it's removed from us we're not attached to it how do we get attached to it you know we have to feel attached to it this is our people the jewish people (laughs) we have an arvus just like Yehuda how is he able to guarantee how is he able to step up for Binyamin because there was a guarantee there's an an anrichi arvenu miyodi That Yehuda was able to stand up because he guaranteed he said I'm going to guarantee him, and you're going to be able to ask from me, from my hand, for this Benjamin. I guarantee him, every single one of us, every single Jew. We have arvos. We're kol yisrael zebozet. We have arvos. We have a responsibility for each other, and that means that we need to daven for each other. But you can say to yourself, "Well, how can I get emotional? How can I? I don't feel it. I'm not even close to it." But the thing is that we have to realize that every single Jew, we're all part of one body. We're all part of one collective soul it's called Yisrael we're all Jews when one part of us is hurting if there's a Jew in Mumbai that gets killed so, it, it, it hurts every single part of the Jewish soul. It hurts every single Jew. If there's a Jew who gets killed in, in, in Moser of Cook, a group of young yeshiva students who get killed, it has to hurt every single one of us. If there are Jews that are suffering here in the land of Israel, <laughs> Jews getting killed by Katyushas shooting on their houses, Jews getting, going into shock, people, it's, it's, It's unbelievable what's going on here. We have to know, it has to touch us. And part of the thing is we have to also know that there's responsibility in every single one of us because when one part of the body is hurting, so if if someone's finger is hurting so on on his right hand, so his left hand can't say, well, it's on the other side of my body. It doesn't matter to me. (laughs) That's not how it works. Every single part of the body is connected. And it means that when one part of the body is getting punished or getting pained, it's because, sometimes it's because a different part of the body is not doing what it's supposed to do. We have to know that we have to be machazik ourselves. It's, it's also t- true on one side for negative, and it's also true on one side for the positive. On the negative side, we all are responsible for each other. If, if someone's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, we all have a responsibility. And sometimes one part of Kala Israel can be punished, heaven forbid, so because we're not taking responsibility for, for the other part of Kala Yisrael, for the other part of the Jewish people. But the other side of it is that you it doesn't matter where you are you could be in, in America you can be in Alaska you could be in Honolulu you can be in Zimbabwe it doesn't matter where you are you have the ability to affect Claudius or whatever they are in the land of Israel your tefillah your prayers your tehillim your psalms your limud torah, learning Torah whatever it is a mitzvah that you do a chesed a kindness that you do has the ability to affect positively what's going on in Eretz Yisrael because we're all intimately connected we all have the roots of Israel. we're all rooted in the same soul we're like that Yehuda and Binyamin Yehuda says Anoichi Arvenu Miyadi Tevakshen we have to we have to realize that we have the ability to guarantee another Jew with our learning of the Torah listening to a Daily Dvar listening to a, a, a Parsha podcast learning a daf Gemara whatever it is adding on something extra to our day 5 extra minutes of learning Torah 15 minutes an hour whatever you know something that's realistic for you a commitment as long as there's Jews that are under fire, as long as there's difficulties that Jews are undergoing, you can commit to doing something to benefiting your brothers in Eretz Israel in the land of Israel, in Mumbai, wherever, wherever it is, it doesn't matter. Jews, wherever they are, we, we need protection, we need help. The protection is from Hashem. We're called Jews, from Judah. Because Judah, every single Jew that's alive today, or almost every single Jew that's alive today, comes from Yehuda, comes from that concept. Even if you're not, from Yehuda you're still called a Jew you're still called a Yehudi a Jew because our concept is Hapam eide es Hashem*. we have the ability to admit to Hashem to thank Hashem that's the power of tefillah of prayer when we dive into Hashem we're showing that we are not in charge it's Hashem who's in charge it's God who's in charge when we pray we say psalms we say a capitol to for our brethren in Eretz Yisrael our brethren wherever they are and, and we think about someone else and we say we say I'm going to be that guarantor I care about my brothers I care I hear, here's a here's a tefillah here's a prayer here's something I know it's not from me I know it's from you Hashem I know that that when I do a good deed on the other side of the world it can guarantee it can help a Jew in Eretz Yisrael to protect him that nothing should befall him no evil should befall him see see so we look we see we see you know oh, it looks okay you know the IDF the Saal you know they 're very powerful, you know they 're going to destroy all those arabs they 're going to protect the jews there 's no protection from the IDF there 's no protection from the Iaf the Israeli air force doesn 't protect us the IDF the Israeli defense force doesn't protect us yeah they're there they're, they're necessary, perhaps they're agents of Hashem, but ultimately it comes down who is protecting us it's God, and only by doing God's will will we truly have that protection only by being maideh, by admitting that God is the only power in the world in there's nothing else. Only Him, the ultimate unity, the ultimate perfection. Only Hashem is the one who protects us. When we recognize that, when we realize that, when we internalize that, then we can turn to Hashem and say, I will guarantee, you can ask for me. When we can turn to Hashem, Hashem will see that we really admit like a Yehuda, like a Yehuda who says, Nothing is from me. Everything is from you. I can admit when I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm doing an avir. Yeah, I'm doing transgressions. I'm doing things wrong. I'm going to do some tshuva. I'm going to change a little bit. I'm going to add on. Learn a little bit more. Say another kapitel to Hillim, Learn an extra five minutes. Learn an extra hour. Learning another daf gemara. Whatever it is. You, every single human being, every single Jew has the ability to add on something, to do something that's a merit for your brother in Israel. Thank you so much for listening and have a very good Shabbos.